0: Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on SiriusXM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Thrive Thursday here on the Karen Hunter Show. You've heard us talk about Lendistry because One United is a partner and they have partnered with them. But I was like, let me see what this Lendistry is all about. Smiths, get them on the show. So let me welcome the CEO of Lendistry, Mr. Everett K. Sands. Hi. How
1: are you doing, the center
0: I'm good. I'm good. Yeah you uh ever you have this very laid back kind of like raheem devon kind of energy
1: yeah i mean uh you know you just when you're in lending and you're trying to move you know billions of dollars you can't get stressed out right you gotta help you gotta help
0: people right all right all right so let's get to the billions of dollars that you're lending out first of all before we get to that you you uh founded this company
1: i did i did so um but my history is I'm a, I'm a Washingtonian, so I'm from D.C. Uh, my grandfather. I, I, I
0: felt that DMV energy, I <laughs> promise you. I ain't want to save. I was like, he, this brother's from the DMV. All good. It's all
1: good. Yeah, so my grandfather was um, in the 1930s, was one of the first African-Americans to have a tailoring shop. So, you know, entrepreneurship is in my blood, it's in my spirit. Um, he did really well. He had a contract with the U.S. Army for the Korean War Caps he built a school which was a school to help um mainly blacks but help you know people around the neighborhood uh, get get a job and learn a, the craft of tailoring and you know it was a story um uh, Ms. Hunter, of 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 wins and losses right so yeah five different locations but unfortunately got some bad tax advice and financial advice so i kind of grew up as a kid with this this story of what if right so even oh, so though pa-
0: pausing that pausing that yeah. because that's the thing that gets us, right? It's the the hundred acres left to us, but we didn't pay the taxes on it, and then it gets taken right. in a tax sale. It's the it's the business that was left to us, but yeah. we didn't do all the things we needed to do to, you know, to watch the bottom line and to make sure the income was more than the outgo and then we right. lose the business right. after somebody spent a hundred years teeing it up for us to succeed. Talk about your grandfather's I won't call them failures because you wouldn't be here if that man didn't do those things. What, what did he, what did he miss?
1: Well, I mean, I think what happens, you know, so part of the story of not not executing is the story of not knowing, right. And, or relying on professionals and people, you know, that, that you want to either build rapport with, or you want to get some advice from. And so for him, I mean, look, at the end of the day, he knew how to make his widgets, right. He knew how to be a tailor. Knew how to make suits and shirts and different things like that. But the business side of it was a different side. And so he tried to rely on someone for financial and tax advice. And it just didn't go well. Right. And and so I again I grew up with kind of the story of what if, what if he, what if he had made it? What if he had it? Um obviously I met some counterparts that didn't look like me where their grandfathers did make it. Um and and so that just changed you know my perspective on on what I needed to do.
0: Ever since what what tax thing did he miss
1: um it just the 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 late payments which lead to penalties i mean that that's nothing new right that's been around for years and then that compounds and then that compound interest um or, or just higher fees and things like that it causes you to get into dire straits
0: mm. i think uh folk uh, I, I i ran into and it's not as a level of intelligence problem because i nope. know some very smart people some very nope. smart people with a lot of degrees that haven't filed their taxes this year some of them didn't file their taxes because they think the government owes them. We had Lou Hud on a few weeks ago and he was like, even if they owe you, they only gonna owe you for a couple of years. <laughs> so at some point they're gonna be like, Oh well, thank you for the, right. the gift and the mm-hmm. loan to us, right. uh to to the, the grant actually, because it turned into a grant. Um but there's some people who owe who haven't filed their taxes. And the ramifications right. of that, you know, even if you owe, file, send them a dollar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. A you can't afford. It. Make up a payment plan, but don't mess around because it's you know because it's too much. And and get help. You know That's the right. hundred the hundred even a thousand dollars you may spend to have somebody help you suss through this will save you in the end. Maybe your legacy.
1: That's right. That's right. And look, if and today if it's under fifty thousand, you could do it online. So it's not even like you got to talk to anybody. You just go in. You you say I owe under fifty thousand. You punch in the amount you can pay and look they could reject it technically um, but most of the time you could do it right online
0: and they're happy to have all of the money uh so sure. so then you you growing up with this cautionary tale yeah. where did this lead Everett sands
1: so i mean the, the good thing you know uh, Outside of obviously some struggles, there were some there were good times, right? I mean, so everyone worked in that shop. I, I'm not artistic, so I can't sew anything. I'm I can't draw stick figures, so I got to do the sweeping and I got to do the cash register. So that led me into you know math, and and I eventually ended up going to boarding school in New Hampshire. And 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 you know to, to be real with you, um, one of the grandparents I saw was there was a, there was one day when we were coming in, all coming into the boarding school, and his limo pulls up. And, you know, my my boy taps me. He's like, look, do you know who that is? And I'm like, no, who is that? Like, that's the Waltons grandkids. I'm like, I don't even know who the Waltons are. Right. Just didn't have that history. And so I found out it was Sam Walton's grandkids. So, you know, Sam Walton is the owner of Walmart. And so here's what's crazy. Their grandfather was able to get a twenty nine thousand dollar loan when he was in dire straits. So you can imagine I'm being friends with these people, like one side of the story is a grandfather who didn't get it. The other side is a story the grandfather who did get it. I'm not saying my grandfather would have created Walmart but who knows, right? Uh, Why not? I, I think he could have, I mean, look, I'm with you, right? I think he could have done some amazing things. Um but anyway, go to Penn, um Philadelphia, end up sitting on the board of the First African American Bank in Maryland, learn a lot. Everybody's 30 years my senior. They're teaching me things that, you know, at the time I didn't really know, if I'm being honest, but now I understand much better, but they laid the foundation. Um ended up working, uh, owning a mortgage company, building it to a top 10 lender, selling it to another black bank working there. We grew that by 600%. Wait, hold on, jumped.
0: hold on. Everett. Yep. You, you're talking and you went from, from Raheed Devon to like, <laughs> Speedy Gonzalez, Everett Sands is here. Yep. You can follow him at Lindustry at Lendistry.com as well. Yep. I all, always wanted to know, how do you start a bank? Like, how do you, what, what, what is required and couldn't be done now?
1: Yeah. So, so let's talk about the old and the new. So back in the day, most of our banks were mutual banks. That's good and bad. The mutual was good because we could kind of come together. You, myself, your listeners, we could say, look, we're going to put some money together. And you, you've heard about some, I mean, people are doing this right now, like in Atlanta, right? With Magic Mike, Andrew Young, et cetera. Um, and, and so you get together and you start bringing in a community. The the challenge with a mutual and look, we at one point, our community had one of the best mutuals ever, which was North Carolina Mutual Insurance Company. But the challenge with a mutual is that as society has evolved, you need to get more cash. And so then you got to change it to a stock entity. And, and that's public markets. And, and so the basic answer to your question is you need to me 20, 25 million dollars. Um, the you know, the kind of setup question, a systemic question. Answer to your question is where are you going to get the money from. So could you get it from the community? Probably a little bit high unless you got a couple obviously large um, you know well- to do people in there on the other side, you can go to the public markets and try to figure it out that way or uh, you can buy one, which is probably what I would suggest.
0: okay, so if those of us listen, ten of us got together, 25 of us got together with a million dollars a piece we start a bank. Yeah. what's the function of that bank? what is, well, what is I mean, a bank what is the per what, why do we need banks especially now in this I, crypto market?
1: Yeah, well, so I think first of all, um, and I'm not—I don't want to get into the deep, deep conversation about crypto, but let, but let me be clear with you: anything that you can't add leverage to won't work. So, for example, I talked to one of the biggest crypto companies, and I was like, "Look, how are you going to do this with home ownership, where Black people have an issue with down payments?" And they were like, "We don't know." And I was like, "Well, then that's not going to work. <laughs> like, let's just be clear about it. Right? Like, it's real simple. But um, but the answer to your question is learning about financial responsibility." and learning how to manage your money, all of that in some way is rooted to a bank. It's somewhere rooted to a bank account where you can track it, where you can save it, and you can get it insured by the government, up to 250000 And I think that's really, really important because there was a time where it wasn't that way. I mean, a lot of people talk about Friedman's Bank, which they argue was the first Black bank. That's not true. Black people didn't own it. Black people were just depositors, but they weren't insured. And so when, when something happened to that bank, they lost all their money. Um, but... But I would just say, you know, at the basics, it's all about financial knowledge. It's about saving. It's about having a place where you can figure out how to get leverage, like a mortgage when you buy a house. You mentioned that car that breaks down. So buying the car and getting a loan to fix the car, you know, different things like that. I think that's really, really important.
0: All right. Um, I'm going to I really we we might need to have you come back, Everett, because, you know, the anatomy of running a business is is. I feel like the way people run their personal finance is generally yeah. how they run their business. And yeah. if your finances are all over the place and you have not managed to save invest and do all of the things to set yourself up to win, your business is probably not going to succeed either, unless you hand over the finances to somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. I mean, really know, knows what yeah. they're doing. All right. So I have a business eight six six eight, zero, one, eight, two, five, I'm putting out the number. Um, yeah. I go to Lindustry. Yeah. What do I need to give you for you to say, say, I think I need a million dollars. Right. Maybe I don't. Right. Cause we all think we need a million dollars and you might yeah. only need 50,000, but you think yeah. you need a million dollars, but I yeah. say, I need a million dollars. Mr. Everett Sands, what is it that you require of me to get this million dollars? Got
1: it. So I'm going to answer your question and then I'm going to come back to your listeners to make sure they go on to the right place. All right. So the answer to your question is at a million dollars, we're going to ask you for Three to six months of bank statements, and the reason why I gave you that is because we're an SBA lender, and then you, we have non-SBA loans, so we can get into that. We're going to ask you for tax returns at least two years, and then we're going to ask you for some other information on your personal personal financial statement, photo ID, different things like that that are going to be part of your file. But what I want your listeners to know, because I think this is a mistake in our community, is a lot of times we treat a bank as if it's a if it's a all or none, and it's not like that. So let's just take another store, Dunkin' Donuts. You go to Dunkin' Donuts, what do they sell? Coffee and donuts. How do you know that? There's no sign on the front that says we don't sell pizza or we don't sell cheeseburgers. Like How do you know they sell donuts and coffee? And you got to treat your bank that way because every bank is different. Some banks do auto loans. Some banks do mortgage loans. Some banks do small business loans. But we walk in there, we say, you're a bank, so give me a cheeseburger. Give me me coffee, give me donuts. And, And the bank is looking at you like, that's not what we do. And then we apply, we get declined, and we're like, "Well, why do we get declined?" Well, because you you went to Dunkin' Donuts, you asked for a slice of pizza. Why'd you do that, <laughs> right? And so I, I, you know, I like to teach you, to listen to some of that because we got to get a little bit more educated and ask those questions before we go through a process. And again, there's some banks that do commercial real estate, like we do small business loans. So if you came in and said, "I need a personal loan," I can't do that for you. Now you might know, you might not know but I think we gotta, we gotta get ourselves a little bit more intuitive and a little bit more knowledgeable about the game of banking.
0: Okay. I got a recipe from my grand, great, great grandmother for peach cobbler. Right. I'm going right. to open up a peach cobbler business. I'm going to mm. deliver it. It's going to be frozen, but you can yeah. thaw it out for the holidays. Right. I need $30,000. I don't, I, and I have a business plan that tells you, you know, it's for the yeah. ingredients and it's for the drivers it's for the, 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 the technology to freeze it. Okay. Yeah. I need $30,000, Mr. Everett, right. but I don't have an LLC or an S-Corp. Do I need all to right. have, do I need to have an LLC or S-Corp? Cause it's just my idea. I know what right. I need.
1: Yeah. So see, we already, we already got a lot of problems. So I mean, first of all, you gave me your intellectual property. You gave me the ingredients. Second of all, you're going to make it, you're going to bake it and you're going to deliver it. So I already know we got some issues there. And then, and then to your point, you could be a sole proprietor, but if anybody gets sick off grandma's recipe, Now you just risk all your personal financials, right? And all your personal assets. So the way I tend to teach people is look, you got, there's a legal way to handle this and there's a tax way. The legal way, sole proprietor means all your assets are at risk. It's great for taxes because if you lose money, you get to write it off against maybe a W-2 income or some other income. The LLC, the limited liability company gives you some protection. So if you get sick off that, that pie, then they can't go after your personal assets and it allows you to do pass through on the taxes, good or bad. Now, when you get to a lot of pies and a lot of people can get sick, that's when you want a C-Corp. And from a tax perspective, we don't like the C-Corp because the C-Corp means the business gets taxed and you get taxed. That's why they nicknamed it double taxation. But it's all about the legal and the tax. You got to make a decision as a business owner, which one's most important to you.
0: Well, and no matter at what, point, at the point that I'm selling a lot of pies, I'm heading over to Sam Walton's family. <laughs> and tell them move Patty's pies do. over and put my my, my great grandmama's pies That's right. There. Yeah. When
1: you get that distribution deal with Walmart, then you know that's that's definitely when you're a C Corp, just so we're clear about that.
0: Okay. All right. So from your standpoint though, you are asking are you are you challenging businesses that come into Lindustry or now through One United? Are you challenging mm-hmm. them in this way or are you just looking it over and, and denying them because they don't have their their ducks in a row?
1: No, so we have a, we have a, we're challenging them. So first of all, we have a nonprofit called the Center of Animal Industry. All it does is technical assistance, business advising, and helping businesses get to the next level. The other thing that we do is, in addition, we have online videos and we have other things to help educate the business owner. Obviously, it's all up to the business owner to make the right moves, but our job is to make sure we educate them and give them that passive success. We call it the, 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 the capital continuum but helping you be not only that small business, but grow to the next level. And then eventually, hopefully you become bankable, right? And and so what Lendistry has done a good job of is, is really lending between 10,000 and 5 million. Mm. Um, we have, again, commercial real estate loans. We have SBA loans. We're the only Black-led non-bank uh, SBA lender in the country. Don't worry about everything I just said. Bottom line is if you want an SBA loan and you want somebody Black, come to us.
0: All <laughs> right, all right. And- now, for, you know... For many people, they say banking with black people is risky, Everett, mm-hmm. which is why they don't do it. And I, I laugh at that because, um, you know, just like black people over-indexing purchasing things. So people, oh, I'm not advertising. So they got a black budget, but black people spend more money than any other group. So why do we get the least amount of budget from these companies? And I feel the same way with banking. I think we, we bank the most and get the least from the banks that we bank with because we don't understand the strategy. So talk a little bit about you, because you've gone all in. You put all your chips in on black. You bet on yeah. black, Ever Everett, K. Sands. What What value is it for you? Not just that it's altruistic and you're black and you like black people. What's yeah, the Yeah, no, I
1: mean, look, look, you can't win, I think, in this world without having everybody on the team, right? And so Lendistry's got everybody on the team. We speak like, I think, eight to 14 languages. I can't even remember anymore how many we speak. And, you know, and the team is 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 multiracial and we got a ton of women on the team. So everything about us is like crazy different than the norm. But to your point, what we did is we looked at underserved, undercapitalized communities, which unfortunately his, historically are black and brown. And we said, well, wait a second, they're spending a ton of cash. They spend a lot of money. And they're they're really being ignored. I, I mean, like I used to say underserved, I actually now say undercapitalized, because it's really not served. It's not underserved. You actually have to have service to be underserved, right? And so we just started focusing on that. And, and you know, like you said, people were paying us back and we started digging deeper. And then we started to think about well, how do we meet this, this um our communities, these groups, these people, everybody where they're at. And that's what we really started focusing on tech because what we recognize is the business owner is running their business nine to five. They're doing their household and personal and, you know, family things five to nine, you know, education, homework, cook, whatever. And then they get online post 9 p.m. And that's when they're applying and doing the business stuff. So we got to meet them where they're at. And that's what we started investing in tech because we can see all the underbank studies, all the things that say people don't have accounts. Here's what they all have cell phones, And they're always checking their money matters and their social matters on those cell phones. So why don't we just build applications that go to the cell phone, right? Those are like the little things that we did that said we could change the game. And then what we decided to do is start bringing others along. That's where you see the One United partnership. Like, hey, you guys don't have a small business product. Let us help you out. We have another Black Bank Carver. They need some help with PPP loans. We help them out. Well, they I mean, we Black-run,
0: not Black-owned Carver in New York. Yes, ma'am. Yes.
1: And it, I mean, we had Goldman Sachs that, you know, is doing 1 million Black women program, right? And we said, look, we'll help you out with whatever you want to do. So, you know, for me, it's all about, we know where to shop. Other other institutions don't quite know where to shop. We got that part. Um, now it's about really trying to help the community get this access to capital and other things. And I'm going to say one more thing. We need to have more Black deployers of capital, period. And mm. so- what as As we that? get back- well, that's I mean, that's community development financial institutions like us, that's black banks, like the question you asked. I mean, look, back when there was the um the issues in Oklahoma and there were 150. You mean black the
0: banks. you mean the massacre of, yes. of a whole destination yeah. of a whole entire I yeah. community? Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I didn't want to go fully there with you because, well, so we, have to, I, we have to, we have
0: to, we but, have to, we have to, we have to.
1: But I think I think the point to recognize is not only the businesses that were destroyed, but the banking industry for us was also part of that dis- um, yeah. destruction. Thank you. And, and so we had 150 banks at the time. I mean, now we have 19, like, it's not like we lost 90%.
0: During the break, I asked him if he, cause I'm about to start a black wealth series uh, probably in June. So I'm inviting him to be a part of that because we, we have to have a wealthy mind. And I was asking you a question. I don't know if I asked it on mic. I think I did in our communities uh, all throughout this country, there are people that come from other places in to start businesses and they become very successful. And, uh, and it's always curious to us how they're able to get these loans to start their nail salon, their hair care supply places, their number one kitchens and their seven 11s in our neighborhood, and then take those dollars out. So in our community, the dollar separate cir- circulates less than a day and other communities, the dollar circulates several days, which is how people are able to build wealth. And we're not, but we used to, we used to, before they, you know, decimated our communities and then did this thing called integration. Talk a little bit from a banking standpoint, Everett, about how that's possible and then how can we reverse that?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I mean, look, we talked a little bit about Oklahoma, but the reason why it was so successful is because the black dollar was circulating multiple times and it wasn't coming out of the community, right? And so I think what we need to think about is how do we do that, both on a personal level. And, and you do that by, you know, the way you shop, the way you buy, where you go, the events you go to, where you, how you handle your kids, where you put your kids, et cetera. Um, that, that's kind of the personal side. And then on the banking kind of business side, we have to be willing to take more risk and we have to be willing to partner. I mean, that that's one of the reasons why I created Lendistry. A lot of times we do get asked, well, why aren't you a bank? And I say, well, I'm really here to support the banks. I'm really here to help the banks out. Um, just like we had the partnership with One United, we built Amazon community lending, you know, private institution. And people say, well, why would you build Amazon community lending? Well, because 20 to 30% of their customers who look from our vantage point weren't getting access to capital. We don't have to guess about who those people are. Like we, are, we already know who it is, right? So by building Amazon community lending, we, we know who we're, ha- who we're helping, we know who we're marketing to. Also, I just think we have a responsibility at sheet. Look, we're the largest Black-led deployer of capital in the U.S., And so when you have that responsibility or you have that, you got to help others out. You got to lift them up. And I think that's kind of the future of what we need in banking because two things happen with that. Number one, you spread out the risk. So you mentioned communities that are not ours, where their banks and their institutions will take more chances on them. If one United had to take the the 100% risk, of course, they're naturally going to be worried. But if they could take 50% of the risk or 25% of the risk, or maybe even 5% of the risk, which is just spreading out the loans um, over multiple institutions, then you can consume more risk and then you can take more risk. And I think those are the things that we're trying to work on behind the scenes. And in addition to that, trying to work with, you know, on systemic structures, like um, I don't, we don't need to get too deep into this right now, but we, we've been helping out with programs like State Small Business Credit Initiative. This is federal money that's going to every single state Mm-hmm. to provide a credit enhancement or loan guarantee so that when the business doesn't have the proper credit profile or doesn't have collateral, a house or whatever to put up, federal money is being put up. And so those are the things that I think are really, really important because we're never at the table making these decisions. And we're trying to take that role at Lendistry. Like let's help make the decisions for the greater community.
0: Let's do a workshop just on that, getting people ready. Because I, I I, I benefited from going doing a pre not pre-approval, you mm. know, but, you know, going through the whole loan process and being a, yeah, I guess it is a pre-approval, making sure that I absolutely could not be denied. Mm-hmm. Let's go through every single thing I need to, before I actually apply, what do I yeah. need to do to get approved? Cause I don't okay. want none of your racist bull crap. Like I, I, I had this conversation. I was like, I know y'all racist. I don't want right. to get the black, <laughs> you know, tax and all that. Right. Tell me what I need yeah. before I, before you run my credit, before we go through all of this, what do you need from me? And let me make sure I have all my ducks in a row. And it it could be you know exhausting to to have to you know upload all of these documents. But if you just have them in a file, then you can rinse and repeat and do it multiple times and be ready. Just add to it each year. You know, get the taste stubs and everything. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say that's
1: the secret sauce. So what you're bringing is what I call kitchen table conversations, right? Other communities have these kitchen table conversations. So when they're eight and they're 10 and they're 15, they're hearing, oh, you got to get this together. You got to get this together. So then they're at 2025, 20, and they've already been in that mindset because they've heard it, you know, six to eight times. I don't care what race you are. You got to hear things multiple times to get it right. But but to your point, then once you get it, it's just adding, oh, I just need to add 2021 tax returns to this. Oh, I just need to add two thousand. 22 right once you get it you got it like it's just a game right FICO is a game destruction of credit is a game yes. we just gotta know how to play the game yeah we know look if it's if it's NBA 2k we know how to play yes right? if, it's, if it's Madden, we know how to play we just gotta get into the credit game FICO is a computer game it's a computer it's a game
0: let's it's win excellent. let's win and we know how to win these games uh John of Virginia wanted to know what state's uh, does Lendistry serve? What states? We because we serve all states. All states. When now one United is limited to certain states. That's but, correct. But that's correct. And, that's
1: again, and that's again, part of the partnership because one United can attract someone in a different state. And then they can say, look, Lendistry, you handle this one, right? These are the things that we got to set up in our banking structure so that we can grow. And then one United might say, look, I, I just saw a bunch of loans came from Texas. I need to open a branch in Texas. That's what they, they should have that business intelligence, and that's yes. what I want to talk so much.
0: Okay. Greg in Arkansas, you're on with Everett K. Sands, Lendistry. Hi.
2: Hey, how y'all doing today? Awesome. Good. All right. Hey, right. Uh, 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 Mr. Sands, I was trying to find out. First off, um, I was a personal banker for Bank of America for some time. And um, me and Ms. Hunter spoke about this before, because I'm a repeat caller, about the uh, vouchers that people come over to the United States and get and Mm -hmm. I had to set up accounts and everything you know credit cards accounts uh home loans guaranteed approval uh auto loans guaranteed approval and things like that uh so all this government assistance that's available uh to someone coming over from another country versus someone who was born and raised here um but I have I have a question about options for part-time businesses that's trying to go full-time I have a, a part time business but I can't I can't uh, uh afford to leave my day job, you know, because of the part time business is it's not a um steady, you know, you don't know, trying to say steady uh form of income. It's good yeah. income but it's not steady. So, yeah. you know, are there any options, you know, uh for for things like that?
1: Yeah, so I, I, you know, I don't know specifics about Arkansas, but what I will tell you is that every state and most counties um, got part of the American Rescue Plan, right, AARP. It sounds like the retirement thing, but it's not. Anyway, so what I would do is I would try to find that money in your state and in your county because most of that money is being used towards grants, Sounds like you might need what I would call an equity injection, which is obviously investors or grants to help you get to the next level where you can build your revenue, you build your revenue, and then you become full time. And I'm not going to necessarily tell you to get rid of the other gig because, you know, it might, it might even multiply your business further. Maybe you hire somebody, you keep growing the revenue and then, you know, you keep building and building and building while you're working your, your current job. And, and, you know, and that has a multiplying effect. You'll, you'll obviously have to decide that as the business owner, um, but that would be my suggestion to you.
0: And, and folk, um, I don't know how active you are on Twitter, um, but I'm sending people to Street on Twitter. So hopefully you can respond because a couple of people on Twitter have questions for you. But I, I'm just like, ask, ask Street here they go. (laughs) Uh, But as, as we do that, and to that point, thank you, uh, Greg, uh, serial caller. The, the notion that a lot of times on our taxes, we claim losses because we want a refund that out actually hurts us when we go to apply for these loans. And people need to understand that year over year, you need to show growth. A- am I correct in that? Mr. Sands, you, you look a little like maybe I'm not correct ever, Sands. Um, the, the, the way in which we sometimes do our accounting to show losses so we can get that refund and not pay taxes also hurts us when we go to get a loan to build our business uh, because we're not showing growth year over year. I'll speak no, I think you're,
1: you're you're absolutely right. I, I was I was squinting because I was trying to look up the Arkansas. is Arkansas Development Finance Authority, okay. in, in case the <laughs> listeners still listening. Um, but the um that's where he would want to go. But the, uh, the the you're absolutely right. You should be growing. I mean, I don't know that there's a certain percentage. Some people three percent, ten percent. Some people are in tech businesses that go like ten x, and and we want to support all growth. Um, but naturally, if we could see that growth. Uh, And look, we recognize in a pandemic, if you're in the logistics business and you were delivering Amazon packages, you took off. But if you were maybe in daycare business, you probably went down because kids weren't coming. So there's also some some reasonability to all that, that we that we can focus on and that we understand, too. But yeah, in a normal environment, you should see some moderate growth, which is generally defined as three to five percent.
0: All right, you'll be back. Uh, I hope I hope you come come back because uh, sure. I think we have some work to do, and a lot of the work starts uh, between the ears. So we gotta get people's minds right and win. Learn the rules to this game so that we can win, all of us. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Thank you. Well, congratulations to you and your partnership with One United and uh, all the success that you have. I look forward to continuing this conversation with you, Eric. Oh, excuse me, Everett K Sands, Lindestry, Lindustry.com, and you can also access them through One United as a customer. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Miss Hunter. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on SiriusXM XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.